Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot dis- not to discuss the latest show airing in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise which is the original 90 Day Fiancé. As you probably know our podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms. We have a new episode each Wednesday in that podcast we break down a show from the TLC network and the Discovery Plus network, past or present, deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We've decided to watch even more TLC, get in on the new season of 90 Day Fiancé and release it to you as some more content. Our beautiful trash TV loving listeners, hello! This is the time when I would say hi Kate, but Kate is unfortunately not with us for this episode. Um, some family stuff that Kate's taking care of. So, possibly Kate will not be with us this week on this week's episode, um, Wednesdays or um, our Friday episode. But possibly next week, we will see. But I will let you know, guys, if you are now crying into your laundry or cup of coffee or at your desk, wherever you're listening to this right now, because you do not have Kate, fear not. You will not have to just listen to me for the next two weeks. Um... I have a couple of amazing guest hosts coming up. We have, we have stars of the silver screen. That's all I'm going to say. It is someone very exciting coming on this week and possibly someone equally as exciting next week. I have a lot of things lined up, so fear not, it is not just going to be my dulcet tones for every single episode. Fear not. And then Kate will be back and we'll be back to normal. But just bear with us in this little interim. But we will obviously keep you updated um, and have some fun extra special guests in the meantime. All right. Now, guys, I know, you know, a lot, we always say this, a lot of our listeners are TLC, solely TLC lovers. Some of them, um, some of you beautiful listeners are just Bravo listeners and just tune into this to support. Thank you so much. And then listen to our Friday episodes, which is covering all of Bravo, Real Housewives, Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills. So on the TLC shows that we're covering like today for 90 Day Fiance, I am conscious not to just talk about, not just talk about Bravo stuff. Because if you are in the world of Bravo, and even TLC, you will have seen Instagram has been nothing but BravoCon all weekend long. Um, I'm recording this on Monday night and BravoCon finished yesterday. There were tons of stuff that came out. Definitely going to discuss that more on our Friday episode this week. Um, but I will say that a mere hour ago, 
we were followed by Ms. Monica from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So we're feeling very special right now. Followed us on our Instagram, Tender Loving Care podcast. Follow us there if you do not already. But we just got a follow from Monica. So that's it's a very special evening, guys. But there was a lot that happened at BravoCon. Very much uh, a lot of jealousy and envy and anger on my end that I was not there. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. But we will discuss all Bravo stuff and things that came up on our Friday episode. But in the meantime, we're talking 90 Day Fiancé. And I do have some odd 90 Day news. So I'm sure you guys are probably familiar, but I just saw this very odd popped up video of Sarpa that is from 90 Day Fiance the other way. Now I know Kate has been watching every single episode. I've been hopping in and out, hopping in and out of the other way. Sarpa is, so forgive me if I have some things incorrect here, I believe Sarpa is Turkish um, and the American woman that is going over to go and see Sarpa and in love with him, um, it's been odd because he has been weighing her telling her what to wear, telling her what not to wear. The last episode I saw, her sister was there and he was making some dish with his hands that was just raw meat. And that was enough for me to just clock out. But um, there's been a lot of troubling things with him. They've been a controversial couple. Now, I see this video pop up and it looks like a hostage video, first of all. It looks like a full-on hostage video. And it's Sarpa saying, declaring his need to reunite with a long lost child. So I presume that if you guys are watching the other way, he has spoken about this in the latest episode, hence why this video came up today. I think that the latest episode was released yesterday or something. Um, Now he goes into detail about it. And of course, I I skim it, skim it, skim read it. Um... He said he was 19 and the mother of the child was 35 when she got pregnant and he has never met the child. She told him later that she had a, that she had his child. This woman is now in her 60s. Um, I don't know, guys. If you were following this, you heard all of this. It was a shocker. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I watched it um, and I wonder if it if it was all exposed on the show and that's why he's mentioning it on Instagram. But that, that, that was something. That was something. Um, other news, I want to get back to you, loop right back around to you guys about the Brussels connection. So if you remember and were listening last week, Kate and I were overjoyed, very happy, very happy, overjoyed, but perplexed by our analytics of the podcast because we went on last week and we had an explosion of listeners from Belgium, specifically three cities in Belgium and the biggest one being Brussels. Just in one day, we had a ton of downloads and Kate and I could not figure out why? Was it an algorithm thing? Was it, you know, one of the articles that we've been mentioned in the press? Did that recycle? Um, did somebody mention us on a podcast? So we have been asking for anybody's help if you're a, a Belgian listener to get in touch. And one of our beautiful, beautiful listeners did get in touch. Thank you so much. You know who, I won't say your name on, on here, but thank you so much for getting in touch. It is a um, young lady who um is currently living in Belgium, um, has lived in America previously, um, is a, a, an American Belgian, I believe. Um, and she very kindly wrote to us, DM'd us on Instagram, Tender Love and Care Podcast, and said, Hey, I'm a listener. I'm in Brussels. I'm listening to you. Um, I have not, there isn't a lot of, you know, English podcasts over here that are speaking about the TLC shows and I miss them. So of course, rapidly, I'm I'm writing back to her and I'm saying, are you a major celebrity? Have you been like the town crier walking down the main, one of the main streets in Brussels saying, hear ye, hear ye, listen to these two ding-dongs talk about TLC shows. 
And that's been our advertising. If so, spread the love. Thank you so much. Um, this lady said she's not a celebrity. And even though she loves the podcast, she's not been giving us that type of PR. So it's still a mystery, guys. It's still a mystery. I really appreciate it. And thank you, thank you, thank you. You know who you are, who DM'd us. Um, but that is the only person that's got in touch from Belgium to say, yep, listening to you. Um, we kind of chatted and I think we've come to the conclusion that it was perhaps an algorithm thing. Maybe, you know, all of these charts and the way we disperse this podcast, it's it's complicated. I don't really understand all of it, but sometimes something, one hashtag, one niche interest, it gets picked up and then it gets pushed to a certain audience. So that's the mystery is still not solved. It's ongoing. So if you would, if you are listening from Belgium, please get in touch like our other beautiful listener did. Let us know how you heard about us. And just in general, I do really, you know, I, I love the analytics. I love seeing where you're all listening. Finland, thank you so much. You were like top four country that's been listening to us and downloading us in these past couple of weeks. Uh, Brazil, um, we always have Australia, New Zealand. So grateful for you guys. Um, it's it's just amazing amazing germany of course england we've got a ton of people in england ireland uh, you know what else we had iceland someone in reykjavik which is so beautiful i've been to reykjavik gorge someone in reykjavik it said iceland i clicked on the towns it was like reykjavik and it was another town are downloading and listening to us i mean you're all so beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But let's get on without any further delay. Let's get on to 90 Day Fiancé. So I just finished watching it. I was running around crazy today. It's uh, Monday as I'm recording this. And I was back and forth talking with Kate. And so um, I was like, okay, I'm getting some stuff lined up for later on in the week. I'll record solo today though. So I'm coming to you like I have before from my bed. Now, we have been recording our podcasts and they're all going on YouTube. Um, this one, as I'm in my bed, will not be on YouTube, but um, I just wanted to give you, breaking the fourth wall a little bit, I am lying in my bedroom right now and in my bed recording this pod. Because why not, guys? Let's all get cosy and talk about 90 Day Fiancé. Season 10, Episode 5, Committed in Matrimony. Now, I realise without Kate, who usually balances my mania when it comes to these people we discuss, especially Rob the Knob, um, that I have to balance myself without her. Without my co-host, I have to balance myself. So I'm not going to be too crazy, promise. Not going to get, the anger level is not going to be at the usual 10. We're going to take it down to seven and a half. All right, so let's start with, I usually ask Kate where we want to go first. Let's go to Nick and Devon because they're what they're a couple that we were introduced to last week. So Nick is in Korea, tw- uh, thirty-one. Devon is from Arkansas, which I still think I'm pronouncing incorrectly. So <laughs> help me out with that one. Um, Devon is twenty-three, so she's arrived in Korea, and um, we saw them meet up again. And he's calling her Picky, little Picky which I think she said quite a few times I don't want to be called, but Nick just keeps on calling her picky. Um, They had an emotional reunion at the airport and we see them the next day. Now, Kate had mentioned last week that Devon had gone to her Instagram and said, you know, please don't kind of judge me for the way I am in this season because she was going through kind of, I think she intimated that she was going through quite a rough time in her life um I think there was a battle with depression there was a couple of things going on so she didn't feel like she was her optimal self should we say when she was filming and you definitely get that from her I mean it would be really easy for you know people that have podcasts about 90 day fiance that can be a little bit nasty um to say nasty things about these people I wouldn't know anything about that obviously because I am always fair but um never 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 want to gossip never want to gossip or say a mean word <laughs> not from not from this english mouth but um no i i do see how people would probably be like oh she's a little bit of a wet blanket and wah, wah, wah. but i you can tell she's this i mean she's obviously there she said she's jet lagged as we're seeing her in these first couple of episodes 
I do feel like there was there's something there. She seems quite sad. I think she seems her emotions seem quite heightened. It could be numerous things. I mean, she's in a new country. She's this massive amount of pressure, as we see in this episode, about meeting her future pe- uh, parents-in-law. Um, culture changes, jet lag, and um, you're on television. I mean, we really can't underestimate that, you know. And it's reality TV. This isn't you're go- given a script and you're going onto set. This is a camera in your face all day. And there are some people that thrive. Das, obviously. Jesse. I mean, we know the people that thrive in this environment. But there are also, <laughs> there are the majority do not. <laughs> and I do think that that's got a lot to do with it as well. I think Devon's just generally quite a shy woman. And you have this camera and you have producers and it's your sex life they're asking about. It's your love life. It's really personal things. It's your future. It's your past. It's it's a lot. Um, so we see them, they're walking around at night and they're at an outdoor market and they get some, I think it was chicken or some some meat on a stick and she seems really great. You know, she's eating all the, all the food, which is nice to see because sometimes we see people going over to foreign countries and saying, oh, I can't eat that, whatever. But she was being a good sport And they start having this discussion because Nick says, you know, the whole goal of Devon coming here is to meet my parents. And my parents need to approve of Devon for me to marry her. So he does start to explain some traditions and manners, which I always find fascinating learning about other cultures, um, traditions and and manners, you know, things that we may do that we wouldn't think was rude can be extremely rude in other countries. And I just, I thought this was interesting. He said, you know, when you meet my parents, um, when you take a drink, it's both hands and um, you do, and you would sip to the side. You would not have eye contact with them as you drink your drink. And it was really, really interesting. So he then just very casually kind of says, well, yeah, I mean, my mum would definitely prefer me to be with a Korean woman and not you. Hmm. Wasn't too subtle on that one. And Devon is taken aback. And she said, well, I wish I'd known that before. I'm a bit surprised that that hasn't been discussed. I don't really, I don't know. I'm surprised it was news to her. Let's say that. I was surprised it was news to her. But, um, Obviously, that's going to add to her anxiety. We do hear that Nick starts saying Devon is, I can't remember the term he used, but very emotional, um, a little bit highly strung, and she cries a lot. And he says, you do not do that here. My parents would be horrified. So um, we see them wake up for this big day. And that's another thing as well. Imagine waking up in your bed and you have a, TL- <laughs> you have a TLC film crew there. I mean, look, I know how it works. What they do is they get a call time. So say it's uh, 10 a.m. And they'll say, listen, we're coming at 10 a.m. to film you whatever state you're in. So, you know, the majority, sometimes you'll see them with their full, like the housewives do this a lot, full on makeup and then in their pajamas because they've been ready since 8 a.m. ready for filming. But, you know, these people aren't housewives. So it's 10 a.m. You get a knock on your hotel door and you're like, I'm still jet lagged and still asleep. And then you just have a camera in your face. I mean, it's 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 a lot. So we see them waking up and um, it's left with them going to meet the parents. And, you know, Nick says, my father is not a friendly man and my mother is very traditional. So Devon... It's a lot of pressure for her. It really is. And we do see a clip from next week that she sat sat there and you hear him saying to her, are you crying? Which if someone's crying, don't ask them if they're crying. Like that is a, that's a number one rule we should all just understand, okay? If someone's crying, you don't point out to everybody else that person's crying. You don't ask them if they're crying. You can see they're crying. What you do is you distract and you comfort. You comfort and you distract. So you see her turn her head and then she's crying to the camera. So I think it's going to be very emotional for Devon. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that was kind of it for them. It wasn't a lot into them. Um, Let's go over to Nikki. (laughs) Nikki and Justin. So remember, we've got um, Nikki is from Holboken, New Jersey. She's 47. Justin is from Moldova, 35. 
and we meet up with them again while we're in the park where we left them last week and Nikki I forget has these very fetching little doll heads as, as her earrings so that that's a little uh it's a, it's a choice so I do want to just say I am still very sexually attracted to Justin and his doppelganger Jason Hoppy however I think that and then I remember what Kate said and I saw the video that this dum-dum dressed as a Nazi for Halloween. So skip all of that. Forget it. What I said, not the fact that he dressed as a Nazi because that's disgusting and deplorable. So it is what it is. Justin, get your shit together. Um, so we see them in the park. Nikki saying, listen, I don't want... It was kind of... She's like, I don't want picnics and walks in park uh, parks. I want sex. <laughs> And it is just so funny because my number one date, if anyone's listening and anyone cares, um, my number one date is always a picnic. I love a picnic. I love being outside. I love being outdoors. I love walking around. I think it's so romantic. So, so, so romantic. Um, so she, but she's like, nah, I don't want any of that. I just really need to have sex with you. And she's getting very irate. And she said last week, I'm going to bounce. I'm leaving if you will not show me that you're seriously into me. So they're having this conversation in the park and he's kind of like, it's not all about sex. And then we're cutting to their interviews and they are full on having a fight in the interviews. And she's saying in the park, listen, we used to have a really good sex life. And it all stopped when I told you that I am a trans woman. And, you know, we discussed last week, what is going on with Justin? Because there's two things at play and I think the obvious thing is to say that Justin we can all presume that and I think Nikki is at this point as well saying Justin doesn't fancy her anymore or find her sexually attracted attracted to her since he found out she's a trans woman and that is a massive possibility and of course a massive insecurity for Nikki as well because she says she's had to deal with so much prejudice as you can imagine in her life so is it that or I would also like to add in the fact that he was betrayed on a massive level by Nikki. She kept a big secret from him. And I think that would, that jolts you, that changes the relationship when you find out, you know, someone's been hiding a massive secret. Um, And then there's the third thing that she's had so much plastic surgery since he last saw her. And I truly believe it's a mix of all three. And I think that she came back to Moldova and she'd had her nose done again. She had cheekbones done. She had a lot done. And I don't think he finds that look attractive. I think when he first met her, you see the photos of her. She was like, like Kate said, she looked like this like 90s supermodel. She just had this like fluffy hair and her gorgeous nose. Like her nose was, I don't know if it was her original nose, but I think she may have had like a little bit of rhinoplasty on it. But I don't know. It just looked so gorgeous. And she was gorgeous and he fell in love with her then and was obviously attracted to her then. But she's just had a lot more surgery. And that's her look. And that's what she wants to do. She says she likes that plastic, artificial looking Barbie look. But the problem is, I don't think Justin does. And he hasn't seen her in a couple of years. And I think that's the bottom line, mixed with everything else. So then we get on to money. And you know, Kate and I love the financials. Nikki was very good. She resisted really exposing how much money she's given to Justin. We found out last week um, through Nikki's friend that Nikki is basically his sugar mama. She is funding a lot, including plastic surgery and we hear in this talk they're going he's like you haven't given me that much money and you see Nikki's blood boiling she's like what really do you want me to pull out the western unions your nose job alone was seven thousand dollars I just and Nikki stopped herself you could see the words coming out of her mouth and she like swallowed them back down she's like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna discuss this and she was really good that was very admirable because you know all of these people love to just expose and completely shit on all of their partners when they're in an argument she was really good she's like I'm not gonna do it but I have given you a lot, a lot of money. Then we cut to an interview and she's doing a, I must admit, her impression of Justin is dead on. 
dead on. It was great. It was really, really good. Um, and they're fighting in the interview. And she goes, bye, little child. And I was like, Nikki, you could have come up with something better than that to say. But she's really angry with him. I saw a lot of memes on Instagram that captioned that when she says, bye, little child. And people were like, Ugh, bad choice of words considering the age both of you were when he when you met. Because... I have written down here that Justin, at the time of filming, was 35. He said he met Nikki 20 years ago. That's 15. Now, Kate made the point of, well, maybe he was just rounding up like we do. We just talk in decades as opposed to maybe it was 17 years ago or something. But I do think he was certainly a teenager when she met him. But... Anyway, so they do seem to make they do seem to make up a little bit. Nikki speaks to her mum and you know she acknowledges that she has a really bad temper. Um so she says, I do have a bad temper, and it is a lot of the hormones I'm on. I can go to one to a hundred and even a thousand when I need to. Um and her mum's like, You need to calm down. She's like, Okay, okay. Then they go for dinner. Now this dinner was interesting because it was nice they were out together sat at the dinner and you know Justin they start talking about the what are we doing tomorrow and he starts talking about the gym now if anyone can wrap their mind around what he was actually saying please help me because she's saying well great he goes you can sleep no 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 I'll come to the gym with you he's like okay uh we'll go to other we'll go to other gym she's like well why can't we go to your gym that you go to all the time um it has very low ceilings (laughs) She's like, you just don't want to be seen with me because you know everyone at the gym. No, 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 no. There are some gyms that are just better for foreigners. Listen, I, we all know what he was really saying, but just you, once again, you could have come up with something better than that, Justin. Come on. Um, but Nikki lets it go. And then, you know, she would start talking um, about um, the gender that she was assigned at, at birth and, and, and she said that someone had clocked her, like in the restaurant, and then Justin got up and kissed her. And I think that meant a lot to Nikki. And, you know, he says it's it's love. It is what it is. Like, there's bigger things to worry about in life, really. So they ended up on a good note. Do I think they'll stay on a good note? Absolutely not. But um, that was that for now. So, all right, we've done Nick and Devin. We've done Nikki and Justin let's all right let's do it guys you ready like i say i'm toning it down sophie and rob okay (sighs) let me take a little bit of a breath here okay all right it's fine it's fine so (laughs) sophie we know 23 from london is in la with rob 32 i want to keep adding Remember, we all know last week it ended up with this massive fight because he stormed off in a Dave and Busters. I'll just leave that there. Um, Because he was infuriated that Sophie said she didn't want to carry a child. He has no job, no future, no career. Just, just, I, I, we know. So they had this whole talk about it. They went to bed angry. So you see Sophie waking up and he's in his room and he's making coffee. Did you notice he put it in a to-go cup to give to her, not like a, a mug? Does he have a mug? Does he have a cup? I don't know. I might make him a cup or a mug that just says get a job and give that to him because that's what I feel like. I scree- I'm screaming it at the TV continuously as I watch this. Um, he says, let's go outside to talk. So they sit outside then they have this just, it's its a silly conversation because they're discussing something that's never going to happen. By all accounts, they're not even together anymore. They did get married. Spoiler, they did get married and they moved to Austin, Kate said, both of them, but separately. Um, and yeah, and they're not even together. That's the rumor mill. I don't know. Um but they're sat there and he's like, I don't... And she says, listen, I'm trying to explain to you my medical issues. By the way, she's only 23. God willing, she has many, many years to discuss and decide whether she wants a child. He's acting like, you know, he is just a man ready to get everything going. A big house, a big, great cars, great children. Whereas 
he can't afford to have that lifestyle in any manner. And it's not just about the money. It's about his maturity levels. He's an absolute child, cannot communicate. We find out he's constantly cheating on her. So all of these things added up. Really, this conversation is ridiculous. And they just, well, she says, well, there's two things. We could do adoption or surrogacy. And he goes, because he's, you know, it's so honorable of him. He says, well, I guess I could do surrogacy. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, great. Now, anybody that's familiar with surrogacy, it is a long process and takes tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, Rob, Rob, probably, I was going to say something, I was actually going to say something very nasty then, I'm not going to say it. Um... I'm not sure if he understands what surrogacy even is because he evidently doesn't know how much it costs. Moving on. We see Sophie speaking to her mum FaceTime and that mother... Did anyone catch how she greeted her daughter on the FaceTime? So FaceTime pops up. Skype, whatever they're using. Sophie, hi mum. The mum goes, hi sexy. Now, hmm, hmm. Um, unusual, or is it just me? I don't know. I don't know. I found it was a bit uncomfortable. It was a bit uncomfortable with that, but you know, each their own. So they have a discussion, and she's the mum starts off by saying, Oh, I should probably apologize to Rob the Knob. And I'm thinking, No, you don't, love. Um, then Sophie goes into the whole discussion, and they kind of speak about pregnancy, and she and the mother's like, You need to be honest with what you really want in life and it's not him Mm. then we get to so they kind of have this whole coming you know speaking about all of this together then we get to this this getting ready for the club scene and i had i had a time with this i'll tell you so we see him sat on the bed going oh so we're gonna go to a club tonight she's like oh show where this show where that and he he doesn't give a shit and he's like um they cut to interviews with them and he's like i don't go to clubs so you know i don't get in trouble when women are hitting on me okay you're third if you're going out clubbing in la at 32 you already have an issue secondly what the the insecurity of this man wrapped up in this faux arrogance is is hard to watch it's hard to watch um the real reason, though, he gets to, he's like, I don't go to clubs. It's like, it's, it's like you know, $100 to get in there. It's really expensive. Well, it's not $100 to get into clubs. I don't think he's been to any club before or knows anything about LA in general. I don't, listen. It is what it is. I'm really trying. I'm Please, I'm trying well. I'm trying hard on this, guys, to not just lay into him. So they're getting ready, and then we find out that his friend, oh, another person that now is on my shit list, um, Tarai, I think his name is, um, is going to meet. Now, we saw him because he was the one that was helping Rob the Knob choreograph that outstanding performance that he gave at LAX, just to the left of the vending machines where he proposed to Sophie. Um, and he is suspicious of Sophie because he claims he saw her on the dating app. Now, they're not using the name of the dating app. It is Hinge, okay? I'm Kate and I are pretty sure it's Hinge. On Hinge, you, on the dating app, you have a section where you can specifically switch between 
looking for like romantic partners, dating or friends. There's two tabs. Kate was telling me there's two tabs. Dating, friends, okay? And she, Sophie specifically said, I was on the friends section because I was looking for friends. It's really not that complicated. And this Torai, oh, I think I'm saying his name right, Torai, saw him, saw Sophie, and now says, oh, yeah, she's been cheating on you, and she was looking for someone in LA, and all of this stuff, and and so Rob, of course, believes everything. But what happened, evidently, Torai was probably just all over the place on this app and saw her, I swear, and probably didn't even read, I'm sure, underneath she, she wrote, I'm looking for friends. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt because this girl cannot articulate herself when she's confronted by this much older guy, and it's it's just horrible to watch. Her friend Soraya is coming to meet her, and Soraya is a girl that she met on the Friends app. So they meet outside this club. By the way, do you know how much I wanted to know what club this was? They they usually show the outside. It must be a pretty piss poor one because they A, they didn't even show the outside of it. B, the street they were on, there was no one there. It looked like a goddamn 8pm on a Tuesday. I mean, it, there was no one there. And when they get into the club, it looked like there was maybe three people in that club. So... I would love to have known where they filmed this, but I can guarantee you Sophie was not getting the club experience of LA. So they meet, so they get out of the car and they meet Torai and he is, just goes in at her. I'm sure it was pushed by production as well, but he just says, oh yeah, met any friends, have you? Met any friends? And she says, um, my friend Sarai's coming and, you know, I met her on the friend dating app and he's like, oh, friend dating app, see, I'm right. And he's like, not, can't make eye contact with her. He's looking off to the side. He's like shouting about, enough, dude, enough. This is ridiculous. Uh, uh, he, he And she cannot articulate herself. I think she's very insecure. You kind of saw the way she was like, you know, when you're feeling uncomfortable in your skin, you're pulling on your clothes a lot. And she was wearing this short dress and she was like pulling on it and like hiding herself behind her bag and her jacket she was wearing. She was deeply uncomfortable. All her body language was saying was that she was in a lot of discomfort. And there's this man who's a lot taller than her, his her boyfriend's best friend saying, oh yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Being incredibly accusatory and extremely rude. And then he says to the camera... Yeah, you know, women are capable of anything. Now, what do we do, ladies and gents, with a statement like that? Um, it's just, I guess it's it's just ridiculous. It, it's these men that walk around that have never, ever been in a successful, mature, communicative relationship in their life with a woman suddenly begin to declare that they are connoisseurs of women um know all about the intricacies of a woman's mind and how she works mind you they're all single have never been in a proper mature relationship and have the sexual and mental maturity of about a 15 year old boy that's all this was both him and rob the knob are such losers i cannot explain it and i don't use losers a lot losers is the term losers is reserved for real people that irk me to a level that i cannot articulate so just call them losers all right, moving on. So they're in the club with the three people there on a Tuesday. Um, and they're all drinking. And then um, Torai's like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. I guess I was wrong. Apologies, whatever they seem to be. I just wish we had seen more of that club. Oh, I wish. Then, guys, we cut. And the next time we go back to Sophie and Rob's segment, we see, we love this, a note flash up on the screen that said that Sophie had called the product production in the middle of the night because she'd rented somewhere else flash to the exterior of this place 
lovely looking home. They couldn't say Airbnb because that's a, you know, a company. So, but they said rented this place. But it was obviously she had gone and found an Airbnb. And it was gorgeous. It was like a two-bedroom house. I'm like, what? <laughs> why have you not been here the entire time? Um, and she's distraught. So what happened is, is she said she had a dream the night before that Rob was online cheating on her. Now, this could be two things. I think... Um, and then she proceeded to go through his phone. I think it was either she had gone through his phone and then had to backtrack and say a dream made her do it. Or um, it was just her instinct because she knows something's off with him. She knows, you know the majority of the time when something's off. And you either decide to go into it or ignore it. And I think good for her, she did actually decide to face it. So she went through his phone, which is never a good thing, but she went through his phone And she said she just found nude photos, sexual videos, all sent by women to him, all of which he was, she said, entertaining all of it, asking for all of it. I mean, it's, it's done then. It's done. It's, there isn't any coming back from that. He's actively been seeking sexual relationships with other women. So it's done. So she said... I got somewhere to rent, but I got him to drive me. Now, why on earth would she not call an Uber? I found that part really bizarre. You know, Uber is universal. Your Uber app in London works just as like an Uber, like your Uber app account does in America. I found it really strange because she then gets in a car with him. After they have this blowout fight, she's rented an Airbnb. He's driving her there. And she's recording it all, which, by the way, thank you, Sophie. She's got her phone up and she's recording him driving her to this Airbnb. And he's distraught and he uses this line, which is so overused and absolutely pointless to ever say, I'm not perfect. Guys, it is a housewife's trope. They use that a lot as well. Ramona Singer, when they get into trouble. Well, I'm not perfect. Okay, I'm saying I'm not perfect isn't a panacea for, well, I can do whatever I want, but it's because I'm not perfect. Being perfect is an abstract concept. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So by prefacing or trying to use that as reasoning for poor behavior doesn't work in my world, kiddos. Not in my world. So I refuse to hear when people say that drives me up the wall. Um, So he's just kind of ranting about that to her. And she's saying, I saw the videos, I saw everything. And you can see he's, he realizes he's been caught, you know, he's there, he realizes it. And that's it. Um, So she's telling the producers all of this. And it's very sad. She said, it's complicated. She said she has, you know, all intention now of moving to America. She left everything and moved to America to be with him. Um, And she's saying, I just don't know what to do as I don't have anyone to go to. I don't have family. Um, I brought everything over here to live here with him and have a life in Los Angeles and in America. Um, What do I do now? And it was sad. She was, she was so hurt. You could see this young, I remember once again, she's 23 You are so young. You don't think you're young at 23, but you are so young. Um, I think about who I was dating at 23. Oh my God. I just realized I was dating someone called Rob at 23. Yep. I just remembered that. This is spooky. And he wasn't, he was from Michigan. He was an absolute monster. So it's, listen, 23, we all have our robs apparently and they're all horrible human beings. So I, that's so weird. I just remembered that. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, it was, it was really hard to watch her sob like that and cry. And I just wanted to give her a hug. I thought I'm in LA. I could have helped you love. I could have helped you. Maybe I need to get on these friend apps. Um, and you just, I just wrote in block capitals in my notes. I was like, just go home. Just go home. You're so young. You can come back. You can get into an America another way, possibly, maybe. Or just keep visiting here. But this is not the reason you should be staying here for him. This is not why you should be here. 
So oh, I did. I did feel sorry about that. But I I went onto his Instagram. I hadn't been on it before. It's really embarrassing. Go on there. It's photos of himself with these phrases about dinosaurs being here before grass was. I kid you not. Just just go and look at it. And um, he is loving the attention. There are all these girls that are writing stuff in his comments and he's responding to all of them. I went through quite a few posts. There isn't one woman that he hasn't responded to on there when they're like, when he's like, ooh, they were like looking great. He responds to all of them. Ugh. Um, And he's wearing a wedding ring. He's wearing a red wedding ring in the photo. So they did get married. Um, Anyway, I got through it, guys. I got through it without raising my voice or my blood pressure too much. All right, we're going to save our new one for last. So we do just need to touch on Gino and Jasmine. This is, it's strange. I'm actually feeling a little bit happier about watching Gino and Jasmine. It was so painful watching them in the last reiteration. Was it uh, Happily Ever After? I think that's what we were watching them in. It was annoying. It was the same thing over and over again. But I'm finding this a lot lighter because it they're so stupid together. Their arguments, when they do, they haven't been screaming at each other yet. So it's actually been quite amusing. We start this um, their segment and, you know, Jasmine's got all these hives and rashes on her. And she says, it's because your house is filthy. And yeah, it's because his house is filthy. Those shots, I had to look away of the toilet. No. Um... Gino's having none of it. He's like, no, it's because you ate too many almonds. She's like, I'm not allergic to almonds. He's like, uh, let me go and check the packet. Brings the packet up and he says, see how much you've eaten? That's where you have hives. No, no, it isn't. What are you talking about? And no, it isn't. <laughs> so they're getting into big arms. She's like, your place is filthy. Your bedding's disgusting. There's dust everywhere, which is all true. You know he has a yellow pillow. You know he has a yellow pillow. So um, she gives me to buy some new stuff and then she calls him a fucking idiot. And then we go to them going to buy some bedding at like a Bed Bath & Beyond. RIP, because I think Bed Bath & Beyond went out of business, didn't they? And then today, I don't know if you heard, WeWork has just filed for bankruptcy. So if you guys work from home and then sometimes have a WeWork office, yeah, they've gone into bankruptcy. Um, and that is bankruptcy chat with Pauline. Um, so what was really funny is this segment where they're going into this bed, bath and beyond. They're like B-roll, which, you know, is the footage that they film kind of, whether it's street signs or stuff, um, exterior shots, was just a seven second clip of a shopping trolley, um, shopping cart, we call them shopping trolleys in England, a shopping cart just getting pushed by some dude into the place where the shopping carts stay and it was just this slow 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 seven second clip of it just coming to a stop and i don't know if it was someone trying to be really arty and film this i would love it if it had been in black and white but it was an intriguing seven seconds they go in there and then jasmine i really liked her conversation with um the woman that her woman was a star at bath and beyond and um she says how often do you change your pillows she says every six months and gina's like i do mine every six years when you think about pillows you're drooling on them you're sweating on them it's a lot after this i was like i need to go and buy some more pillows i really did i was like i need to go to that bed bath and beyond closing sale um so they're buying the bedding and then she has a very honest moment and she says i just feel as though i'm failing jc and 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 Juanse, which are her two children. You know, I don't know if I'm being doing good enough and things like that. And Gino tried to console her, but not well enough. But they FaceTime Juanse um, for his birthday. He's going to be 11. And that was a nice scene. And then they go to check out and they had got two pillows. And she said, how much are they? And that once again, the star of the show was checking them out and said, oh, it's $12.99. And she goes, what? I paid $100 for this in Panama. And so Gino's like, get two of them. So it was a nice ending. So you're like, oh, I kind of like this. Then we cut to next week. And we see they're in the car driving home. And I'm hoping it's from the shopping excursion. And you see her pick up from the ground a lip gloss. You've been cheating on me! <laughs> then it cuts to her, and then he's screaming, No, I have! No! <laughs> it's 
sorry. Screaming, no, I haven't. And then her wandering around in a dress in the snowbanks of Michigan going, I want to go home. I mean, what more do we need, guys? What more do we need? It was beautiful work. All right, let's get on to our last, but by no means least. This had a, this was a roller coaster for me. We finally meet Clayton, 30 from Kentucky. Now, this is the man that we saw at the very beginning when we've been waiting to see him, whose mother lives in his closet. Now, Clayton is 30 from Kentucky. He is a cyber defense, I think he said, engineer, something like that. Um, Sounds like he has a decent job. He's in love with Anna Lee, who's in Peru. I didn't get her age, but she's about to come over. So we see the first shot of him with his little pigs, guinea pigs, called baby pig and chocolate. And um, I don't know whether it was baby pig or whether it was chocolate that was getting dressed up as a fire engine. Um, I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I saw nothing wrong. I think his interaction with his animals was outstanding. Um, He did say as he was dressing up his guinea pigs, uh, he doesn't want to be in the pretty pig contest. So there was that. Then we meet the Chihuahuas um, with that had hats on. Coco and Buster, stunning, love. Um, then we meet Violet, his hoarding mother that lives in his closet. There was a lot going on in this first couple of scenes. A lot. We had a pretty pig contest. We had Chihuahuas in hats. We had guinea pigs dressed as fire engines and we had a hoarding mother living in a closet. I mean, this is why TLC wins the awards. I mean, must be real. They don't win any awards, but they should. So Violet has been there for three years, his mother. And she comes out and she's like, yeah, it was supposed to be temporary, but three years later... And she looks better than I thought. And I say that because, you know, you would... I didn't, I didn't know what we were going to get, guys. Didn't know what we were going to get coming out of that cupboard. Um, but she looked good. You know, her hair was dyed nicely and brushed and things like that. Then we saw the hoarding. One, one line is just, is just Clayton saying to his mother, So, tell me about this cork collection. And she says, oh, they're very pretty corks. So his mother's a hoarder and there is stuff everywhere in this one bedroom apartment. And it is really depressing and it was stressful looking at it. I've already told you that I cannot, I've never, I've watched a lot of shit on TLC, but I can't watch the hoarding episodes. They they make me very, very sad. Um, we don't really get the backgrounds of his mother yet. I think we'll get into that and that will be very interesting how she ended up in this situation. But he tells us that Anna Lee, he met on a um, language learning app. They started chatting. Um, he's been to Peru and um, he said, I did propose to her and she laughed or there was something her response was like, uh-huh or something. So he said she did eventually say yes, but quote, I just hope it wasn't by coercion. That is not going to stand up in a court of law, Clayton. Um, So she's coming soon. So he's like, we need to get everything ready here. Um, We see him speaking very good Spanish as well um, with her. So that's nice that he can communicate and stuff like that because we don't always get that on these shows. Um, That's when he's going through like the court collection and bags full full of just seeds, a Belvita cereal bar that was three years out of date. It's... It really, really upsets me. Um, and then they go to the storage unit and they just open it up and it's just crammed full of her stuff. It's hard. Um, next scene, we see Clayton taking baby pig and chocolate to the vet. And I wrote here, he's a very good dad to his animals. And that's a huge, huge, great, th- big thing to see. It means, you know, it says a lot about character. Uh, and baby pig and chocolate have been a little bit overweight. Um, He says, I take them every six months. And that's a hell of a lot more than other people do with with gins and with their own animals. So I loved seeing that. Um, I wrote, very good dad. Takes him back from the vet and then he goes onto his video game. He says he spent 
two years with all the hours he spent on playing this video game it's average to about two years with his friend Cameron and Cameron seemed nice he seemed cool they played the video game together so they had their mics on cameras on and they've known each other for years but they've never met in person they've known each other since like teenagers which I thought was really cool um but you know Clayton seems it's it's strange because he seems like he's kind of got his stuff together right he has a good job um he actually speaks the language of his fiance not expecting her to just speak english all the time um he seems quite sensible when he's speaking to the camera and in interviews and i mean it just it all seems pretty good so i mean i have high hopes for him i feel as though it may be a situation where he has an overbearing mother and he feels guilty about kicking his mother out but he says i need to make room for anna lee coming um and baby pig and chocolate and coco and buster um and she does he does mention to cameron his gaming friend that he found out that anna lee's dad doesn't know that clayton even exists so that's gonna be a challenge then he said and you know i go down a path that is very dark sometimes but i'm just gonna say this he says, yeah, Annalie's very, very close to her father. Her dad calls her about 20 times a day. And all I wrote here is, are we sure that this actually is her father? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. We've seen crazier things on this show. Are we sure this is her dad? Anyway, that was a great introduction to Clayton. There was a lot going on. I'm very excited. We didn't have Ashley and Manuel, but we did see next week that they're going to be going to couples therapy. I mean, he's been he's been in America for about two and a half minutes and they're already at therapy. So this is the kind of stuff that we like to see on 90 Day Fiance. And there, there is another couple that we still have to meet. So hopefully we'd see that next week. That would be really great. But... Guys, as always, I am going to love you and leave you. Um, this has been really, really fun. Um, 90 Days doing doing well. It's doing well. I'm excited to keep it going. Tick, 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 tick up. Um, tomorrow we have our Wheel of Shame episode in which we are reviewing Awake Surgery. And I'll get into that name. But that's going to be tomorrow. And then on Friday, we have a very, very, very special guest. Movie star um like a legit movie star i'm not kidding <laughs> um and that's going to be on friday a very good friend of mine um and we are going to be discussing real housewives of beverly hills and we're going to be discussing real housewives of salt lake city that's going to be on friday um and that's about it as always please go and follow us on instagram tender love and care podcast we're also on tiktok tender love and care podcast our youtube if you do not know guys you can watch us as we record um we put all the um video visuals file i don't even know what it is recordings of us filming the podcast there you go on our youtube channel it is tender loving care podcast you have to put the full thing in the um search bar just because sometimes it pulls up something else but just put tender loving care podcast you will see us um same artwork click subscribe leave comments we've been getting some really nice comments from a very specific um an english girl that keeps leaving comments thank you so much we love hearing from you you're amazing your name begins with an a i don't always want to like put say we have like such cool people that write to us dm us email us leave comments all this stuff that i never know whether to mention your full names not your full names oh and your addresses and no but i never know whether to like leave say your first name even in case you want to be under the cloak of anonymity um so i will just say that thank you so much for watching us on youtube find us there subscribe comment like um follow us on instagram tender loving care podcast and we will be back well i will be back later this week kate as i say is taking care of some things but she'll be back in the foreseeable future it will not be long but in the meantime we are gonna have some fabulous fabulous guests i love you all you're all dream boats and um i am in bed now and i'm gonna probably watch some more junk tv and then dream about baby pig and chocolate all right bye bye
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.